We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Way early this morning, Brad Higdon shared a major spoiler alert from everyone's favorite hit show, sad emojis to express his feelings about the plot twist and a playlist he made to drown out his sorrows. Dude, oversharing alert. Brad, Geico has something worth sharing with those who haven't defriended you. Like how you could save hundreds on your car insurance at Geico.com. So stop moping about the post-apocalyptic world and start saving in the real world. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi every Monday as we are back again covering all the latest fantasy basketball news. We'll be breaking down the Sunday box scores for Fantasy Impact, and we'll talk about all the latest information to help you with your season-long and DFS fantasy leagues. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer of the DraftKings Playbook, and you can 
you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Find me fi- and find me as well hosting the Fantasy Hoops Insider podcast over at thefantasyhoopsinsider.com. The Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to another week of fantasy basketball action. Yeah, it's actually a, uh, a tough week for me. I lost my season-long uh, fantasy matchup this week. Um, I have Anthony Davis. He was my first overall pick, as, as some of you guys know who listen to us. Um, so him getting hurt and Ryan Anderson. I don't have Ryan Anderson. So I don't have the handcuff to him. So, you know, when he gets hurt and Anderson goes off for 50 and the guy that I'm playing actually has Anderson, yeah, that's uh, that was a big swing for me there. So not not too happy right now. Yeah, uh, for me, I've been I'm hanging on uh, in um, by threads in my uh, season long league. I'm, um, you know, I was sitting there in third and I'm down down to fifth place, but I'm, um, you know, one point out of fourth, but ten points out of second, which is mm. a little bit, uh, you know, sort of of a tough pill to swallow. But taking a look at some of the guys that are um, ahead of me, everybody looks to be like they're like a, a good fifteen to twenty games up. In uh, in games played, so it's a little bit interesting to see how it's all how it's all playing out right now, and um, uh, we'll see you know how the uh, standings end up shaking out once everybody gets caught up to to the eighty two game cap because that's something that's um, is a factor yeah. that has not been uh, sort of worked out just yet. So uh, something to pay attention to here. Um, you know, we're gonna go ahead and start off with. Uh, the latest news, and then once we'll dive, uh, once we're done with that, we'll dive into the latest uh, uh, box scores for Fantasy Impact, and we'll have a couple special promos for all you um, people who uh, love our sponsors, and I'm sure that you do. So let's go ahead and jump right into the news here, Benny. Uh, Danilo Gallinari expected to miss uh, the, the next homestand here. Uh, this is about seven games, has a right ankle sprain, so we're talking about at least mid-March. This is going to bump up uh, Will Barton, from, uh, most likely, Jakar Sampson, and Darrell Arv. Uh, Arthur are, are, are a little bit behind him there as well. And then we have Gary Harris, who's actually in the starter role at the two guards. So um, out of this group here, who do you think benefits the most? And uh, what, what do you see happening to their numbers? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about Will Barton right now. Um, earlier in the season, he was he was basically a fantasy superstar um, when before Gallinari came back from his injury when he was injured. So... We already saw it in the last game. I think he played like 40 minutes the other night when uh, when Gallinari got hurt, put up you know some pretty good numbers. I think going forward, that's what we're going to see out of him. We're going to see the Will Barton that you know everybody was using all their fab budget on earlier in the year. Um, now that he's back in that same role without Gallinari, he's the scorer. He's the guy who's going to see a ton of minutes. He's going to get some rebounds and, and some other stats to go along with it. Um, all in on Will Barton right now. The rest of those guys... Not really all that much going on for me. Um, you know, even in deeper leagues, I don't think you're going to get a ton out of them. And again, it's basically a two-week rental at this point uh, because Gallo's expected to be back sometime in the middle of March. Um, but the one guy who I, I want as many shares of as I can get my hands on right now is uh, is Will Barton for the next two, three weeks. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. Will Barton is the player who was, was balling out of control once this all happened here. And uh, now he gets to jump back into that role. So I think we have a small DFS window to take advantage. Probably isn't available on any uh, season-long leagues. But, you know, uh, aside from that, too, I think Gary Harris is probably my second choice as someone who who get additional boosts in, in minutes and value. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Dapps-Rosingas is dealing with knee soreness uh, right now. Didn't expect... Um, 
it, it did not impact him in Sunday's loss to Miami, but uh, this is also sort of interesting because Aaron Afalo is dealing with a knee injury. I think Carmel Anthony's been battling a knee injury, and the Knicks have been slowly falling out of playoff contention. So we have to, I think you have to start to begin to sort of wonder, um, you know, as we come down here to the last 20 games or so down the stretch, if any one of these players ends up getting, um, you know, sat for protection purposes because... Uh, the Knicks are soon approaching nothing to play for. So I think we need to sort of keep all of those players on our radar in terms of what may happen um, with a uh, potential sh- shutdown candidates. Uh, LeBron James uh, is fully expected to play against the Pacers on Monday. It was a little bit interesting to see that he sat out Sunday's game against Washington, and you could see how much of a difference he made their lineup allowed 113 points. Otto Porter gets 21, which probably never would have happened, uh, you know, if he was facing LeBron on the side of the ball. Uh, you know, uh, if uh, um, he is back in the action, it should help, you know, boost back up the values of Kevin Love and, you know, obviously Kyrie and the rest of the, the rest of the crew there. So, um Go ahead and roll uh, LeBron James back to your season-long lease if you had any concerns about him uh, missing uh, the last game on Sunday. Rajon Rondo is questionable for Monday. He had a thumb injury that forced him to miss uh, the Friday night game against, um, I believe, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. And you could sh- you could see the, the, the difference in uh, impact overall. Chris Paul goes for 40-plus points uh, and, you know, mostly matched up against Darren Collison. So... Did make a, a big amount of a difference. And DeMarcus Cousins also struggled in the second half, sort of trying to figure out um, how to generate his his own shot every time down floor without Rajon Rondo setting up people um, in the offense. So I think we can, if you were a little bit disappointed by DeMarcus Cousins' performance, which is still decent, you know, uh, if Rondo gets back into the lineup, it should be an arrow up for all these players here as well. Rudy Gay also strained his shoulder on a dunk. Um, and uh, you could sort of see he played through it, uh, but you could see that his shoulder was a little bit strained. He battled a, a strained shoulder uh, a couple games back and forced, uh, forced him to miss a couple games, so sort of keep an eye on his uh, his status as we go out uh, through Monday night's information um, and news as well. Tony Al- uh, Allen had an uh, MRI on his sore left knee, came back um, negative, and he's uh, aiming to play before the fourth season, but um, I'm sorry, before the postseason. But uh, it looks like he, in the meantime, uh, is a guy that's going to get rested at this time. Uh, I believe for DFS purposes, you're sort of targeting Mario Chalmers, if I'm correct here. Benny, do you think that's still the right play, and you see him getting extra minutes? <coughs> yeah, I think Chalmers gets a little bit of a boost. Even a guy like Matt Barnes gets a little bit of a boost. Um, you know, Tony Allen will play some shooting guard, some small forward. There's times where he's on the floor with Connolly and Chalmers. Um, so I think that, you know, obviously the two guys who he's not stealing minute from Chalmers and uh, Barnes are probably the two guys who benefit most. But from what I'm reading, it sounds like he's going to be back soon. So I wouldn't be making any rash moves based off of it. All right, fair enough. And the last piece of news here to pay attention to is Joe Johnson actually makes it into the starting lineup for the Miami Heat, which for at some somewhat explains why he decided to take that job because it looks like he's um, more maybe chasing minutes and roll rather than an actual ring, uh, you know. And he jumps up and they get a seventeen point win, plays thirty minutes, scores twelve points, uh, and you have Luol Dang, Joe Johnson, and. Um, uh, Amari Stoudemire in the lineup still have Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench, which makes zero sense uh, at all. But overall, uh-huh. they're, yeah, they're 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 making the lineup work. Um, once uh, do you if Hassan Whiteside does end up getting back into the starting lineup, we like we sort of hope and pray. Who do you think is the first guy out of this lineup as a starter? 
I mean, for me, I don't understand, you know, why Amari Stoudemire is starting over him. I mean, the only thing I can think of is they're trying to, you know, maybe feature Whiteside a little more in the second unit. I mean, even in yesterday's game, which we'll talk about when we get to the box score, like, I had Whiteside um, on my team in DFS. And this is part of the reason why earlier in the year when, you know, the guy who I got in the argument with on Twitter that I wound up blocking, you know, this was my argument against Whiteside is like, listen, I got no problem with his talent. I mean, he went in there yesterday, played, you know, like the second half of the first quarter, the first half of the second quarter, and did the same thing the second half of the third quarter, the first half of the, the fourth quarter, got like his 25 to, to 28 minutes. Um, but that's the problem. That's why, he, and, and again, he produced well. I mean, I think he scored like 15 or 18 points. I think he, he grabbed like 12 or 13 rebounds, you know, had his usual couple of uh, defensive stats, you know, blocks, block shots and steals. But, you know, if this guy is playing 34, 35 minutes a game, yeah, I agree with you. He's a top three center in the league at that point. But that's just not what he's getting in Miami. That's not the kind of minutes that he's getting. So you can't, you know, per minute performance, yeah, the guy's an absolute stud. But if this is the way that the rotation's going to be, you know, if this is what they're going to keep doing, if they're going to be splitting time with him and Amari Stoudemire, you know, he's a good center option. He's not somebody that I wouldn't want on my fantasy team. But, you know, to say he's the number one center in the league because... He's got a good. He does. He has a good field goal percentage. He'll, he'll score, you know, a, a couple points. He's his scoring has actually been up since Bosch has been out. He's a stud rebounder. You can't argue there. And he's one of the best shot blockers that we have in the league. I understand all that stuff. But if he's still only getting twenty five minutes a game, you can't put him up there as an elite top five center. Yeah, I totally agree with you there there as well. But the one thing that doesn't make sense is how they can have, see this level of production. The only thing that needs to happen is for them to actually start losing games or something like that. When it starts actually costing them for making bad starting lineup decisions, then we can sort of just, you know, talk about, um, you know, uh, potential adjustments being ready. But now, right now they think they're doing the right thing and they're getting away with it, which is going to meet, you know, lend them towards well, that's the thing. the wrong. As, you know, like people were, people were griping about it the other day, but hey, they beat the next by 20. You know what I mean? So as yeah. long as they're winning doing this, yeah. I don't see it changing, and right. for fantasy purposes, like Amari Stoudemire is not on my radar. I'm not putting him back on my radar because he's getting a few more minutes right now. The main thing that this move does for me is is it really hurts Whiteside's upside. Yeah, uh, just because you feel like they're doing the wrong thing doesn't mean they're going to change it. You know, right? That's, exactly. It, so yeah, you have to, you have to set your own you bias to... aside. We both all agree that we don't like the actual decision making but we, we're not the decision makers and it doesn't mean that yeah. it's going to change just because we all think it's wrong so right you have to deal with the situation you have not the situation you want right exactly um speaking of situations maybe some people are looking for um a ticket situation here benny so if you've ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online most sites make it complicated they all try to sneak in huge fees to the checkout that's why you need to try seat geek seat geek has made it easier than ever to buy and sell sport tickets and concert tickets SeatGeek has taken all the work and has out of shopping for tickets they take they put all the tickets available on other sites into one place save you time and you never miss a deal you can even set alerts for upcoming events and seat geek will let you know if, tr- if ticket prices fall even better every ticket on seat geek is ranked based on value so if you can immediately find underpriced 
seats. And before you buy it, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to view this, to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, they show you the full ticket price from start to finish, never to try to, try to trick, you, trick you with huge fees at the checkout page. So check out uh, SeatGeek now. You can use a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase by using uh, this uh, promo code here. You download the free SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code, and the promo code RWMLB stands for Rotowire Wire Major League Baseball, RWMLB, and we can send you a free $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app today, and our promo code RWMLB. All right, Ben, let's go ahead and dive into some box scores here from Sunday. We're going to start with the game that we missed LeBron James. Uh, as we mentioned here, 99-113, to 113, Washington ends up winning the, this game at home over Cleveland. Your thoughts on this box score for fantasy value? Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't want to get too crazy about anything on the Cleveland side because, again, they played this game without LeBron. He took a day off. Um, You know, obviously we saw Kyrie's um, shots go up. I mean, he took, what, 20 shots, I think? Yeah, 20 shots in this game, uh, scored 28 points. I was a little disappointed in Love's performance. I I was expecting more out of him without, um, you know, without uh, LeBron in, especially against Washington, who's kind of an up-tempo, high-paced team. Um, I really expected Love to have a better game. He, he he didn't shoot very well, only 4 for 11. He also didn't take a ton of shots. I mean, you know, Amon Shumpert took 12 shots in this game. When Amon Shumpert takes the second most shots on the, on the team for Cleveland, you know, that's usually not a good sign. Um, on the Washington side, a couple things that, you know, that I want to notice. I mean, we were wondering how the whole forward situation was going to work itself out, and... Based on what I'm seeing with minutes from them in the last couple games, I- I'm not really impressed. A um, couple things that I wanted to talk about and get your opinion on. Marcin Gortat, it seems his minutes are, are down now. It seems that they're going with, uh, you know, he played the whole first quarter the other night, sat out like 10 minutes of the second quarter, um, came in to start the third quarter, got subbed in for Nene, you know, late in the third quarter, and then literally sat on the bench until, like, the last two or three minutes of the game. So his minutes have gone from being, like, in the 30-32 range down to, like, the 25-minute range. Um, he's losing – I don't want to say he's losing the minutes directly to Nene because they're also, like, working Markeith Morris in there. You know, we've seen Dudley's minutes drop a little. We've seen Porter's minutes drop a little. You know, we've seen Markeith get some minutes in there as well. You know, guys like Obrey and Hickson and Gooden are stealing a couple minutes here and there. Um, but it seems to me like the front court for Washington is all seeing less minutes now because they got a little crowded over there. You know, are you are you kind of looking at it the same way? Because I, I feel like, you know, Gortat right now and going forward for the rest of the year, this is probably going to be the situation where instead of 30 to 35 minutes, we're only going to see like 26 to 30 out of them. Yeah, um, we, we can't trust. Watch me whip. Watch me nay-nay. Markeith is only getting 20 minutes off the bench. Jared Dudley was a guy that we could have looked at earlier before. Uh, pre-trade now it's all it's like the portland situation so we just have to avoid it altogether the only person you can sort of semi-trust is Otto porter and he only played 27 minutes because this got into blowout territory uh by the end of the game so overall a situation to avoid doesn't help that they signed jj hickson and he got some extra minutes too so yeah, yeah i'm just staying away from that situation altogether on the cleveland side we're just going to throw this game out i'm not going to you know take any stock yeah. Irving had a nice game but aside from that we just need to set everything aside uh, only thing that's sort of inter- semi-interesting to me is that Channing Fry 
I played 25 minutes. Uh, I want to keep an eye on that to see if it becomes something that uh, gets more consistency. But, you know, like we said, we can't trust anything that happens in this game when we know LeBron James missed it. So uh, we, we need to just uh, jump back in, reevaluate re when I believe the Cavs are on the schedule again today. And we can, you, can, you can take the information and go from there. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next box score here, Benny. We're going to talk about the Charlotte Hornets uh, losing to the Atlanta Hawks, 87-76. Your thoughts on this matchup here for Fantasy Value? So my first thoughts is this was an ugly game, 87-76. Yep. Um, you, know, the, you know, there's not a, not a lot of fantasy goodness that you can talk about when neither team reaches 90 points. Right. Um, I mean, Charlotte, you know, here's something that I, I'm, I'm a little concerned with. I was a... Big Nick Batum fan earlier in the year. I actually traded for him on a couple teams. His production lately has been absolutely atrocious. And look at this game right here. 38 minutes he played. Two points, four rebounds, one assist, one turnover, two steals, one block. Like, that's just not going to be getting it done. You know, this is a guy who, you know, was a top 25 player at one point earlier in the year. Was putting up, like you know, near triple-double kind of numbers and getting double-digit rebounds and scoring double-digit points every game. Um, he's been really bad lately. The guy who's been really good lately has actually been Marvin Williams. Um, Marvin Williams has been putting up some points. He's getting some rebounds, playing a lot of minutes there. You know, I was worried how the minutes were going to work out because they're working Al Jefferson back in there. Um, I figured Cody Zeller would go back to playing a little bit of four, which would, you know, take some minutes away from Marvin Williams. But, Williams has been playing really well. So he's somebody that I definitely wouldn't mind having in, I think, definitely a 12 and 15 team league, maybe even in a 10 team league as a as a forward that was coming off my bench. I wouldn't be upset with it. Um, obviously, Kemba Walker, if you have him, he's a stud. I'm not messing around with the shooting guard spot. You know, they got Courtney Lee. They got Jeremy Lin. They got Jeremy Lamb. You know, there's just too many guys that are rotating in and out there now. And I think one of the odd men out for them is, um, you know, Frank Kaminsky. Now that Al Jefferson is back and Zeller and Williams are all healthy, you know, we're not going to see 25 to 30 minutes out of Kaminsky anymore. I think he's going to be back to playing like, you know, two or three six-minute rotations, like the last three minutes of the first quarter, the first five minutes of the second quarter, you know, maybe get in there at the end of the third quarter. And I think that's about all we're going to see out of him. So, you know, 20 minutes or less going forward for Kaminsky. If you had him, even in a 12 or 15 team league, I think he's kind of off the off the table for now unless they get an injury. Um, and Al Jefferson is somebody that, you know, you and I talked about in the DFS podcast last week. I'm still taking a wait-and-see approach with him. Eventually, he will get back to that 30 minutes, and I think he'll be a, you know, a solid, viable fantasy option. Um, but right now, they're still taking it slow with them and coming along. So now is probably the buy low time on Al Jefferson if you want to get him for uh, you know later on in the year when I think he, he winds up putting up bigger numbers if he stays healthy. All right. I think that makes plenty of sense for me. I, I, can, I can get on board with that. Um, so the only other question I have here is um, you know, do we, do we get the full Al Jefferson somewhere in the last 20x games? You know, do you, I mean, because this has been a, a long, dragging out experiment of people waiting for him to jump back into the starting lineup, and we've still seen Cody Zeller get 22 minutes, 
and you know, um, and and Frank Kaminsky's still getting his share. I, I'm not convinced that it's actually going to happen anymore. You know, I just feels like they are, are you know, uh, feel fairly comfortable with the situation they have, even though they've been losing games. It's one of the most natural transitions, or you know, and I just you know, if you if you get to 24 minutes, how far away can you be from you know being an actually healthy, viable guy? Because the current version of Jefferson right now is just garbage. You know, so. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. You think it happens between now and the end of the season? I'm I'm not totally convinced. Yeah, I think I think it does. I think he's still not a hundred percent. I mean, he went three four eleven in this game, so to me that says that he's still not completely back because he's usually a guy that has a pretty good field goal percentage because all of his shots usually come within five feet of the basket. Yeah. Um, so I think at some point when he starts, you know, getting his legs under him again, I mean, again, it might only be the last ten or twelve games, but. You know, in the East, everybody's still in the playoff hunt. Nobody's really out of it right now. You know, other than Cleveland and, and Toronto, who were kind of locks to get in there, you know, I think anything can happen over these last couple months. So if they're going to make a push to, you know, get in the playoffs and be in a good spot and get a, you know, get a good matchup and try to avoid, you know, you really want to be a, a three to six seed in the East. I mean, a three, to, yeah, three to six seed in the East, in my opinion, because at the very least in the first round, you wind up avoiding Toronto and Cleveland, who I think are the two best teams in the East by far. Um, you know, so again, if Charlotte wants to win some games, I think they're a better team without Jefferson at center than they are with Cody Zeller. All right, that makes some sense to me. We will move forward for the next game on the slate, which is the uh, Toronto versus Detroit game, and Kyle Lowry, oh, another big name that got rested in this one. So we saw Terrence Ross go off, but we actually have to take that with a grain of salt since we know Lowry played big minutes and they gave him the rest. Uh, the J- Detroit Pistons win one fourteen to one hundred one, boosting the record to thirty one and twenty nine. Your thoughts on this uh, box score for fantasy value? Yeah, I mean, not much that I'm going to take out of this. You know, it was a disappointing performance for Corey Joseph. Uh, he got in foul trouble early on. I was expecting him to do a little more, you know, stepping up here. Joseph's a guy who's actually been a sneaky guy that I have on some, uh, you know, some of the bigger, some of the, some of the bigger leagues I'm in, like the 12, 15 team leagues. You know, he's a guy that I picked up because he actually plays the whole fourth quarter usually for this team. Um, even when Kyle Lowry is is right. So I was expecting more out of him here. I actually usually have him sitting on my bench, and I, I inserted him into the lineup with Kyle Lowry out because I still had a couple extra games for the week. Um, we do like a weekly games limit in that league, and uh, he, he really put up a stinker for me, so that wasn't good. But nothing really that I take away from this game. You know, if Kyle Lowry's out, <clears throat> what they really lose is the scoring. So... Usually you do see some more minutes for Terrence Ross when uh, either Lowry or DeRozan is out because one thing that Terrence Ross can do is, you know, score. He's not a very good defensive player. That's why they have guys like James Johnson and, uh, you know, hopefully Damari Carroll when they get him back. But um, Ross can definitely put up points and pick up the slack. So if one of those guys is out, I think that he's a nice streaming option you can throw in there. Um but other than that, I mean, for me, the production for this team always comes from Lowry and DeRozan. Uh, Valachunas as a, you know, maybe a third wheel kind of option who you wouldn't mind having in a, in a deeper league at center. Um, Patrick Patterson's actually been playing a decent amount of minutes, although he didn't have a very good game here. And, I mean, I'm not playing Scola ever. So, you know, and James Johnson's another guy. Like, yeah, he's a decent defensive player. He's a horrendous fantasy player. So, <laughs> you know, nothing really on Toronto is all that surprising to me. Um, Detroit is a little more, a little more interesting though. You know, you got Reggie Jackson and Caldwell Pope. They're probably on a whole bunch of teams. Andre Drummond as well. If you have these guys, you know, you play them, they're getting good minutes. They're, they're putting up decent value. 
Uh, the forward situation is what I think we should really talk about, though. Um, you got Marcus Morris, who played 32 in this game, Tobias Harris, who played 25 minutes, and he's been playing a lot of minutes since he's come over here. Um, you also have guys like uh, Aaron Baines and Joel Anthony who are getting some minutes, uh, Reggie Bullock getting some minutes over there as well. Um, but I think as long as Stanley Johnson is out, I mean, Anthony Tolliver, I don't know if he's hurt or if he was, if he just got like a DNP because the coach didn't want to play him. To me, he he's just a waste, and he's a guy that's been getting some minutes. So I like Morris, I like Harris, I like Stanley Johnson. Um, especially with Johnson out, though, I think Morris and Harris are going to have some better games here because they've been seeing some more minutes and getting some more usage without uh, Johnson. When Johnson comes back, I'm interested to see how that plays out because I think it's going to hurt all three of them a little bit. All right, I think that's you're you're 100 on track uh, there as well with with uh, my sense overall. So once again with Toronto, let's see how it all shakes back out when Larry, Larry jumps into the lineup, and we're not going to uh, get too overly excited about Terrence Ross or anybody else who got 20 plus minutes like Patrick Patterson or, or Biombo. And then you know um, Stanley Johnson, we love you, but we we also don't love the fact that you know now that Tobias Harris is on the roster, you are persona non grata pretty much for the rest of the season in, in my mind. Yeah. Um, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, uh, Detroit-Toronto game here. Before we move on to the next game on tap, I want to let you know there here uh, that if you haven't joined the DFS action here on DraftKings yet, if you want to be part of the action, you can all season long at DraftKings.com, the official fantasy basketball partner of Rotowire with Daily Fantasy. You don't need to spend months micromanaging your roster. Play whenever you want and pick a new team every time you play. Challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you're the superior GM or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big prizes. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code ROTOHOOPS to play for free. DraftKings, the official partner of Rotowire. That's promo code RotoHoops at DraftKings.com. All right, next box score on tap here. Let's go ahead and talk about Portland getting the win. Portland's been playing a very strong leading up to the All-Star break and throughout the All-Star break. 111-102, they get the win. Your thoughts on this box score for fantasy value? Yeah, I was, um, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, with Portland, you know where the production really comes from. You know, Damian Lillard is an absolute stud. If you have him, he should be in your lineup every day. You know, he's taking a bunch of shots, and he makes a bunch of shots. He'll get you a couple rebounds and some assists as well. Um, I don't really care for fantasy. That is not a very good defensive player. That means absolutely nothing to me um, as far as fantasy value. He, you know, if you got him, he's a stud. McCollum has also been very, very good this year. Um, but to me, those are really the only two guys on this team that I really want to have. You know, you're getting some good games out of guys like Ed Davis, Myers Leonard, and Mason Plumley. The problem is you can't really – it's not like one of them is playing well and the other two aren't. It, they're all taking turns having good games. So I really don't want any of the three of them as long as none of them are consistently being the guy that's putting up the big numbers because in season long, you know, you don't want to be streaming these guys every day. You know, if you want you want to find a guy who's going to be consistent that you can plug in there and do it, and I just don't think any of those three guys are – getting, you know, consistent numbers that, uh, you know, that I would want him in there. Al Farouk Amino is probably the only other guy I'd really consider. And for me, he's like a deeper league guy only. Noah Vonla doesn't play enough minutes for me to really want him. And Crab doesn't usually put up enough production for me to really want him there. He's actually been losing some minutes to Gerald Henderson, who's, you know, playing a little bit of the two and a little bit of the three off the bench there. But even him is a guy that, you know, I don't really want much to do with on that uh, Portland team. For me, if you were lucky enough to draft Lillard in the second round earlier this year, you're probably pretty happy with the production you're getting now. You know, if you got C.J. McCollum later in the draft, 
which I doubt you did because Lillard was out at the beginning of the year and McCollum was kind of a hot name, but you know, he's produced well enough that you can't be mad about the returns you got out of him. But on the Portland side, I mean, for me, it's all about the backcourt. Yeah. You mad, bro? That's all I got to say about that. No. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. And it's just, you're still puking at the power forward position. Mason Plumlee is, you know, it still kills me, too, by the way, that they just, this this uh, Portland roster um, just sniffed their nose at Anderson Varejao. They're like, nope. We can't use you, but somehow the defending chance in the NBA can find a way to make that guy valuable, or at least rosterable, you know? As, so, you know, it blows my mind uh, uh, to me, and, you know, I'm going to just chalk up everything that happened on the Portland side to a bad game. You're really not too happy with any anybody overall, aside from maybe Monte Ellis, who also had a bad shooting night, so we can just throw those out the window. Nobody mm-hmm. off the bench really has any significant fantasy value as well. C.J. Miles is the only person who was semi-interesting at some point, and he's still injured, so uh, we can carry on. All right, let's go ahead and move forward to the next box score on tap. We have, uh, let's see what we have here. Oh, we have the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, with a 101-128 score. Dallas goes absolutely ham on this mm-hmm. matchup. So your thoughts on this box score here for Fantasy Value? Yeah, well, here's here's the first thing I want to talk about. Um, you got 12 points and 11 rebounds out of Carl Anthony Towns in 25 minutes, and you had 9 points and 9 rebounds out of Gorgie Dang in 25 minutes. Neither one of these guys played the fourth quarter of this game because they were getting blown out. Um, I forget what the final score was, 128-101. But mm-hmm. let me look Let me look at this here. Yeah, so, I mean, it was 99 to, like, 73 going into the fourth quarter. So, you know, the, the bench basically played the whole fourth quarter here for Minnesota. So don't look too far into that. Even in only three quarters of action, you know, you basically got 12 and 11, so you got a double-double out of Towns, and you got 9 and 9, so knocking on the door of a double-double out of Gorgie Dang. Um, right now, you have Pekovic, Kevin Garnett, and I think there's another big guy they have that's hurt, too. Um, oh, yeah, um, what's his name? Bajelica, or however you say that. Beliza. Beliza. Um, yeah, Beliza. Um, so, you know, with those three guys out of the lineup, you know, Towns and Dang are really the only big guys they have left. I mean, look at the guys that came in off the bench, like Shabazz Muhammad. You know, he's not a power forward. I mean, maybe in a stretch four kind of situation, you could call him that. Um, you know, Adrian Payne, Tyus Jones. You know, I don't even know who that Rudez. I don't even know who that is. Um, so right now you're going to get, I mean, going forward, you're going to see huge minutes at a, at a Towns and Dang. And anytime the game's close, I mean, these guys are basically walking double-doubles. And you don't have to be worried about one guy taking away from the other guy because there's been multiple games already where they both come down with a double-double. So I think both of them are viable options on Minnesota. Uh, the guard spot, you know, you're finally getting what you asked for. Zach Levine played 41 minutes in this game. Um, it's a little bit higher than what he had been seeing in a couple of his previous games. But again, you know, you look at the bench and the guys that they have on the bench, you know, Tayshaun Prince, Kevin Martin, I mean, you know, Tyus Jones, like there's there's not a lot of guys that are behind them. So I think you're going to start seeing Levine get more minutes going forward for the end of the year. Um, you know, Wiggins, I've been disappointed in all season. All he does is score, which, you know, is great if you need points in fantasy. But if you're looking for stats across the board, he's not the guy that's really giving them to you. Um, and then Rubio, you know, he's had he has he's a Rubio's a better fantasy player than a real life player, in my opinion. He does rack up a lot of the fantasy points. So I think that's why I kind of like him a little more than you do. Right. Um, but again, I mean, there's not, I don't think he's one of my favorite point guards. I don't think he has huge upside, but he's definitely somebody who should be on a roster in a 10 team league. 
And I think that that makes a bunch of sense overall. And, and I'm with you with that analysis. So uh, the, the one thing I'm going to say here is uh, sort of just the three the three guys that I that I want to trust and that, that I think are um, locks for me the rest of the way are Chandler Parsons on the Dallas side and uh, Dang and Carl Anthony Towns. And the only thing you have to worry about with Towns is, like, for DFS purposes, if you can stomach the price because the price is ex- super expensive. But he's been, you know, meeting and exceeding value, not necessarily in this game, but, uh, you know, overall going forward. Throughout mm-hmm. the numbers for the rest of the year because, you know, this got out into blowout territory pretty quickly. But the rest of the way, strong option going forward. Yeah, right. but that's what I'm saying. Even even with it turning into a blowout and them not playing the fourth quarter, he's still double double. That's yeah. that's how solid of a of a play he is for the rest of the year, in my opinion. Something else that's also solid here, Benny, is our uh, free 10-day trial that we have available on rotowire.com. If you want to take advantage of all the information, all the stats that we uh, put together for this show, for the Rotowire DFS podcast, and a lot of other shows, all you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod and uh, check out the free 10-day trial. Features include lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, and golf up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits. Getting ready for your, your Major League Baseball fantasy draft. We got you covered here with all complete draft kit information for MLB, along with NFL, NBA, NHL, online and in-magazine format, and a lot more. Looking for insider articles from the best of the best and stats and information that we use here? Check it out on free day free 10-day trial, rotowire.com slash pod. All right, last box score to take a look at here uh, as well. Um uh, here, Benny, 98 to uh, 81. Miami gets the win here. We sort of uh, touched on this in the in the breaking news about uh, what happened here and some of the injuries that uh, the New York Knicks are battling. Uh, what's your take here on the fantasy impact for this matchup? Oh wait, you said Miami and the Knicks. Hold on, I was on the wrong game. I'm on Philly and Orlando. Oh, um, okay. Well, so you know, I actually skipped over that game. So we have two more games. All right, my my bad. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and start with Miami Orlando. I'm sorry, Miami New York. Okay, now you confused me. All right, so, yeah, Miami, I mean, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the opening. You know, the thing that has me the most perplexed is the way they're treating Hassan Whiteside and Amari Stoudemire. Um, you know, Joe Johnson seems to be a guy who's going to step into a role. I mean, again, this is only the first game we saw, but if he's going to start and play 30 minutes, he remains a viable option. So if somebody dropped him when, when the Nets dropped him in your league a couple days ago, you know, scoop them up because I think you're going to be getting some decent, you know, value out of them. I'm not saying the guy's going to win you a league, you know, but compared to the other guys who are probably on your waiver wire at this point in the league, I, I mean, at this point in the season, I think he, you know, is probably going to be one of the better options that you're going to find if you're choosing between, you know, guys like him and guys who are like sixth or seventh man on their team and, you know, you're waiting on an injury. I think that he definitely has a role. I think that's the reason he came to Miami in the first place. Um, so I think he's a viable guy that you can look at for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, when he's healthy, he takes a lot of shots. He puts up numbers without Bosch for the rest of the season. I think he's going to be as aggressive as he can be on offense in the games that he does play. Um, so, you know, I like him to have a bigger season going forward than he has had to this point. And he's been decent up to this point as well. Uh, Gorgie Dang, another guy I think who, you know, picks up his production now that Bosch is out. Um, so I like Dang a lot as well. I think he's somebody you can buy cheap on. And even Goran Dragic has played better. So, 
you know, I like five guys on the Heat. Four of them are starters, and the other guy is Whiteside who comes off the bench. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to put too much stock in Josh Richardson getting uh, extra minutes. I think Justice Winslow is interesting, but <clears throat> hasn't been as productive aside from the rebounds that we would have uh, hoped for. 0 for 4 is going to be a killer, despite the fact that yeah. he, he brought up. I said this at the beginning of the year. I said this at the beginning of the year that I didn't think I think he's a good defensive player, but I think that his offensive game, which is a big part of his fantasy game, mm-hmm. is lacking um at this stage of his career. You know, I think the kid does have a future, but he needs to make himself a better offensive player before I would consider him a good fantasy option. If I had Justice Winslow on my team, I'm gonna be honest, he's probably getting dropped. Right, I agree with you there as well. And no change overall from New York. Everybody had a bad shooting performance. Even Carmelo, who scored 25, needed 9 of 24 shooting to get it done. Uh, and, you know, you're just overall a little bit disappointed from Porzingis and essentially everybody that you could have potentially yeah. played on New York. Only bench player worth anything right now is Lance Thomas, and that's sketchy at best. Can't count yeah. on him for two minutes going forward. So I actually have a question because I'm, I'm debating this myself, so I wanted to get your take on it with the Knicks. Um, with Porzingis being banged up and Melo a candidate to be shut down, like you said, mm-hmm. I think the guy who benefits the most is Robin Lopez yes. because they had been playing like Melo at the four, Porzingis at the five. And mm-hmm. if either one of those guys is banged up and out, right. you know, the way that they change the lineup is basically just giving Lopez bigger minutes and just leaving the other guy at the four. Right. And I, then, I agree with you 100%. Okay. Then the second part of this question is, you know, I don't think a Flalo is going to be out long term, but... We're hearing a lot of stuff, especially me living in a New York area and reading a lot of stuff in the paper that, you know, guys like Frank Isola and, and guys who I respect that cover the Knicks are, are writing. It feels like the talk is they want to get more minutes for Grant and Galloway mm-hmm. at the expense of Calderon and Dora Flalo right. going forward for the end of the season to kind of see what they have with those guys. Would either one of them be on the radar? And if so... I mean, like right now we saw Galloway get the big minute yesterday. Would you think that Galloway would be that guy? Because I, I feel Galloway like is already sort spots. of that guy I, I, okay. because he's been, in, you know, into the, into the starting lineup for the most part or getting, you know, starters minutes for quite some time. So he's already sort of, uh, you know, semi-useful as it was, you know, based on the, the minutes and value he's been getting. But he probably gets he's probably the biggest beneficiary if somebody like Melo. Uh, goes out of the lineup or they decide to just uh, outright bench uh, Jaren, um, Jose Calderon. Then Jaren Grant would be the second option. Depends if he gets starters minutes and they actually try to give him a full trial at the at the at the point guard role. I'm a little bit concerned too because they were like he's been teetering on. Phil Jackson been talking about you know should we send him down to the D League. So, so um, it doesn't sound like they're necessarily ready to make that move just yet. But he'll be like number two on my list, sort of upgrade if they end up do you yeah. know forcing Jose Calderon who's not worth anything right right now. The other problem they have to manage to is c- completely completely torpedoing Calderon's value by benching him because he's under contract for big money and they do want to trade him, but you you damage that big time by by sitting him. So, um, you know, if you want to do anything in the offseason, Jose Calderon has to do something the rest of this down r- way down the stretch, which probably was going to hurt uh, Jerry and Grant. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on here. We have one more box score to cover here, and then we'll wrap it up. 116-130, Orlando Magic win. Mario Hazona gets the start uh, for uh, Evan Fournier, who I believe was injured in this matchup here. Let's go ahead and talk about the fantasy impact in this last game. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you had any of these other guys on Orlando, I mean, really at this point of the season, we're talking about upgrades and downgrades, you know? So, 
I think Aaron Gordon is a huge upgrade. So if he was one of those guys that you stashed on your bench waiting and hoping that he was going to kind of get minutes, you know, to let that freakish athletic ability show, um, you know, you got lucky because this is the time of year where he's finally getting those minutes. And, I mean, he looks good on the floor. It almost makes you think, like, why hasn't this guy been getting more minutes all season long? You know, remember, he was like a top three pick, right? Wasn't he like a number two overall pick or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, we saw what he can do in a dunk contest. The guy's got freakish athletic ability. He rebounds. You know, he scored 22 points in this game. And, I mean, Orlando was blowing out Philly in this game, too. Like, it was, I think in the third quarter, it was like a blowout, um, you know, and they kind of took their foot off the gas, and Philly made a little bit of a run. But, I mean, they still wound up winning this game going away. Um, You know, Alfred Payton. I think is actually somebody who I'm going to hold on to. People were asking me this week, do I drop him and pick up this guy or that guy? You know, Brandon Jennings is kind of in the doghouse. He only played 16 minutes in this game. C.J. Watson actually, you know, played more minutes than he did as well. Elf played 32 minutes in this game. So, you know, it's not like he's not seeing the floor. And, you know, he played all right. He's a guy that rebounds for you. He gives you assists. Um, if I'm in a, a 12 to 15 team league, I don't mind holding on to Elf Payton you know, as the as the guard that I have on the bench, that's somebody who I'm putting in my rotation to make sure I get the, you know, number of games weekly in a weekly league or something, because he does contribute across the board for you. Now, he will probably hurt you in field goal percentage um, if you're playing in one of those leagues that take all those categories into account. But, you know, just talking about the big stats like points and rebounds and, and steals, assists, um, I think he's a viable guy. So, you know, Vucevic, obviously, you play him if you have him. You know, Oladipo, somebody that, you know, you play him if you have him, especially now that he's seeing the minutes consistently again. Um, I'm not going to look too much into the Hazanu thing because unless they tell me Evan Fournier is out for the rest of the year, I think he goes right back into that role as soon as he comes back. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. So, um, you know, nice tick up in performance, but we take I have to know that he's going to get an extended uh, run in, of minutes uh, due to that injury before we can start sort of start trusting it. Um, and that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire uh, Fantasy Basketball Podcast for today. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes and, and Stitcher. You can check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS, and it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season-long and daily fantasy sports needs for each and every show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.